This is AJ Brown, and you're listening to Roster Watch. What is everybody? Welcome back to Roster Watch. This is an ex-exclusive 2024 rookie mock draft. This is show number three, and today I'm joined by one of the greats, one of the legends, one of the OGs in the entire fantasy football space. You know him from the Lockdown Dynasty Football Podcast. You know him from DLF. His name is Ryan McDowell at RyanMC23 on X. Ryan, I'm going to see you in a couple weeks at the Combine. Yeah. I'm excited. Wait. How are you doing? I'm doing well, my man. Uh, glad to uh, glad to be on here with this uh, this new show you guys are launching. Very cool. I mean, you know, mock drafts. I, I'm always ready for a mock draft. So this is uh, this is going to be a fun time. I'm ready to go. I knew when I started up this thing, and it's 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 ex exclusive. So I'm I'm trying to grow it a little bit. It's a little hard. It's, you know, we're not not quite Tucker Carlson here, but we're trying to get it going. And I knew mock drafts. There's only one person I can have on because when I go on Twitter. You guys want to join a mock draft? You want to join a mock draft? It's always <laughs> Ryan McDowell. He he. It's the name of the game is, is mock drafting. I think of you. So if anybody out there is trying to join mocks, Ryan is running a billion of them. It feels like every week, and uh, you just them follow them all the time. at Ryan MC twenty three. Um, chances are you can get in a mock at some point somewhere. Um, but Ryan, I'm going to ask you to start at the one on one right here. We're going to do super flex, no tight end premium, and we're going to shoot for three rounds in sub thirty minutes. Let's start this thing off here at the one zero one. Yeah, I got to go. Caleb Williams still here at this point. I, I, you know, I guess I get the debate between a couple of these guys, but still pretty early in the process. Still pre combine. I think he's uh, both the safest pick and uh, and has the highest upside in the class. So Caleb Williams here at one zero one. I like that. And I, I think it's hard to argue with it. Again, there's been a lot of conversation trying to vault Marvin, trying to vault Jaden Daniels into this conversation. Yeah. Um, but wire to wire, Caleb Williams, I think, deserves to be one on one. I'm going to go 102 here to Drake May. Uh, reason being, I love Jaden Daniels. Um, I think Marvin Harrison is going to be good. But I think Drake May, with the pro table NFL size of six foot five, 220 pounds, what he brings to the table. Uh, even if he does fall a little bit in the draft, I think you're looking at a team like a Minnesota or an Atlanta potentially trading up and getting him coupled in those offenses makes me really excited for Superflex and for Dynasty. So I'm going to go Drake May out of North Carolina with the 102 once again. Yeah, hard to argue with that pick as well. And I mean, I'm just looking at at my list here as I as I think about this three pick and and you think your typical 12 team Dynasty league, six teams made the playoffs, six teams missed out. All six of those teams that missed the playoffs are getting a, a a stud here, a potential stud, right? I mean, even if you just barely missed out on the playoffs, you got that 106, you're going to have a great choice at, at most likely receiver or tight end. Uh, it's it's an exciting year. This class is looking fun. 103, I'm going to take uh, – ooh, I'm going to take Marvin Harrison. Uh, okay. Certainly close. I just can't imagine letting Marvin Harrison fall to the four spot, though, so – Obviously, a close call between him and the uh, the LSU boys, but I'll go with Harrison here at three. It's a tough one because it, it, the landing spot can could be could be a lot of different things. I think it could be Chicago, whether they trade up or they trade up 
they, you know, whatever they do, right. I think that there's a world where he could still end up in Chicago, um, Arizona, um, Chargers are interesting if they moved up. Patriots are interesting. A lot of different situations, um, but Marv is hard to bet against because it's super flex. You know, I love me some receiver, but I got to go Jaden Daniels here at the 104. Yeah. It's hard to argue with the rushing ability that he brings uh, and the growth he's had over the course of the last two years in efficiency and his deep ball accuracy and deep ball ability. Uh, so I got to go Jaden Daniels here. I mean, there's a reason that there's going to be two LSU receivers drafted in round one, and it's not just because they're both phenomenal, which they're both really mm-hmm. good, but Jaden Daniels, it, 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 it takes a quarterback – for receivers to get going. It doesn't, you know, receivers don't just magically get 1,500 yards receiving, 17 yeah. touchdowns. It does just happen. Jaden Daniels is, is, a, is a weapon. And it, New England scares me a little bit, but I think in most cases, Daniels will be fine uh, and, and, and something I'd like to bet on. Yeah, I think the New England piece, and, and you could say this if it's Harrison as well, is going to be really interesting. That's been a situation that we've been avoiding for the most part uh, when it comes to fantasy and dynasty for the past two or three years. Um, certainly not an offense, not one of those offenses that we've been chasing. So whether they go quarterback or if they go Marv, uh, I think it, I think it's going to have an impact on their value, even though we're talking about a new coaching staff and um, you know almost certainly a new a new quarterback, whether it's Daniels or someone else. Uh, I don't know what's your, I think Daniels is so interesting. He's, he's, you know, yeah. even though we've got Harrison, we've got Williams in this class and, and other receivers, Daniels is really the most intriguing to me just because of the jump. Right. I mean, even if you look at a mock draft, I know you were doing mock drafts back in, you know, in mid season. If you look at a lot of those mock drafts, he's not even a first rounder, right? Yes. He's being, yes. he's being discussed as a day two pick. Um, and then it, it was like we all just figured it out all at, at about the same time that eh, this guy might be more like a top five pick. It feels a little bit like Anthony Richardson as far as the quick ascension. Um, he, he's really going to be, you know, he's the player. I, I Every time I am, am watching and studying and, and whatever, I, I want it to be about Jaden Daniels. So, I mean, in my mock draft 1.0 back in October, uh, did not have, Jaden Daniels in round yeah. one. Uh, in my mock draft 2.0 in November, I put him 43rd overall to the Raiders. And now I just released uh, my mock draft 4.0. And that was aggressive but, at that point. It was. It, yeah. it was. And I, I didn't feel good about it. And now mock draft <laughs> 4.0, I'm like everybody else. I'm a fish when it comes to the Jaden Daniels thing. I put him third to New England. And it's just like the ascension has been remarkable. But I mean, he won yeah. the Heisman. His completion percentage skyrocketed. Yards per attempt jumped four from lat from from 2022 to, to 2023 doesn't even make sense yeah. from seven and a half to 11.7 doesn't make any sense um other than to say like it's it's yeah i mean everybody saw all the metrics right after before yeah. he won the heisman yeah. it was they were comparing him to you know the mariota season the burrow season things of that nature so it, it, it it's in the pudding yeah yeah uh gonna be fun to watch play out over the next couple months uh 105 here i'm going to lake neighbors pretty easy pick uh i like uh I like the other guy as well. I'll let you grab him most likely, but uh, hard to go wrong with Malik. It feels like it does feel like the first, you know, six picks are about a guarantee of what they are. Um, Maybe a little shift in order. You could probably even say seven, actually. So that I was going to, we'll get to that one here in a second. I got (laughs) an interesting question about that one. Um, But my question for you first with Malik Neighbors, because I love me some neighbors and I've been talking about this. Me and Alex had this conversation, feels like almost daily. We're texting about neighbors. And my question for you is, 
when you're looking at these guys as far as dynasty assets, is it is it disrespectful to put him in the same conversation as Marvin? Because me and Alex are like not one two. It's like one A, one B. I mean, I put literally put neighbors fourth overall in my latest mock, and everybody has neighbors and even a Dunzay up in the top ten. It's like it feels like Harrison's overshadowing neighbors and a Dunze, and neighbors is special. Um yeah. Ray gave me an Isaac Bruce comp. Mm. Uh, Alex actually gave me a Tory Holt comp. I, when I'm looking at him, it's it, I mean, all the LSU guys are there. Odell, uh, Stefan Diggs, yeah. like there's so much there with Malik Neighbors. I, it feels like even with the pr- the price that he is, you know, at 105 right now, and being a top five NFL pick, it feels like even that he's he's being a, he's being had at a value. Absolutely, absolutely, and and I mean that discount, and you could probably say the same thing about. Uh, about Rome, that discount is because of Marvin Harrison, and that's fine. Like, yeah. you know, if, especially if you're in a a dynasty startup with rookies included, you're going to get a nice a, a nice value on those guys. And the earlier you get in those startups, the better the value is going to be on these rookies that don't have teams yet, that don't have draft capital yet. I mean, when you look at when you look at our ADP at DLF, like our wide receiver twelve right now is Jalen Waddle, so he's a low end mm-hmm. wide receiver one. Waddle versus uh, versus neighbors. I, I don't think that, that that conversation is, you know, it's certainly not crazy. Let's say that. And a quick conversation for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, me too. That's what I'm saying. I mean, the, it's it's kind of been. Uh, I, I want to see in this in this first ADP that we have coming out here in uh, a few days. I want to see how high Harrison lands. I think he could be a first round dynasty startup pick in single quarterback leagues from essentially day one. Yeah. That makes but sense. I think, I think neighbors is going to be a dynasty wide receiver one. I think he's going to be a top 12 guy. He's in that conversation. Other, other players in that range right now, Devonte Smith, Ayuk, Waddle, DJ Moore, Debo Samuel. It, I think it's very fitting. You know, Chris Olave's wide receiver nine. I think it's very fitting to put neighbors and maybe even Roma Dunze in, in that uh, range as well. So that's my next pick here, 106. Yeah. I'm going to say Roma Dunze, and I'm going to tie it together with this conversation you're having right now uh, of these guys being um, first-round picks is yep. in my dynasty rankings over at patreon.com forward slash executives, I put Marv after Amon Ra. I mean, I think everybody's having that conversation mm-hmm. right now, where to mm-hmm. put him in dynasty. But neighbors, I also put top 10. I have him number eight um, right after A.J. Brown. And then a Dunze, actually, I have a top 12 asset as well I love it. in Dynasty I love at the it. wide receiver position. So I will be interested to see what those ADPs look like when they do come out over at DLF. Um, but that's the 106 Roma Dunze. Where are you going with this 107 pick? 107 is pretty easy for me. Uh, I'll go tight end here. I'll go Brock Bowers. Um, I like a even couple of the other. Even in non-premium. Yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, you're seeing some some conversations, some talk already that he's the dynasty tight end one. We had a, had an article about that over at DLF this past week. I'm not there, you know, I, I'm not there yet. I've still, I would not have him over Laporta um, or, you know, maybe a couple of the other guys as well, but um, I'm, I'm okay with him certainly here at, at one Oh seven. So I, so Maddie Kiwan was on episode one. He yeah, took him yeah. here at the one Oh seven. And when I had Ray on last week, Ray Garvin, 
He's like, man, I can't do it. Not in tight, not in non tight end premium. I, I just it. can't do it. And we, and we went to other positions, and you know, we'll talk about some of these guys over the course of the next minute. But he ended up falling to one eleven. Brock Bowers did over there uh, in that mock with with Ray. So so, well, I, I think we'll see where we'll we'll see where um, we'll see where the other tight ends come off, especially um, you know Sanders. But I mean, I think the gap between. Yep. The gap between the tight ends, all of them, Bowers and everybody else, even though Sanders is a nice prospect, I, I think that pushes him up a little bit, even in the in the non um non-premium leagues. I, I, it kind of makes me think, honestly, of of like some of these single quarterback mocks I've been doing, where mm-hmm. in this range you're seeing uh you know, you're seeing Caleb Williams and Jaden Daniels come off seven, eight, nine in a single quarterback. I think a, I think part of what it is is just the safety this early in the process. You know, I look at these names and we'll, we'll say all these names here in, in the next few picks. There's a good chance one of those guys is going to blow up the combine and and his value is going to overtake Bowers or uh, a surprise first rounder. His value will overtake Bowers or the perfect landing spot. You know, the Chiefs' new wide receiver too or whatever. His value overtakes Bowers. So yeah, I think one, two, three of these guys that we haven't picked yet. Could end up over Brock at uh, you know by the time we're actually drafting our, our our leagues, but at this point I think it's the safe pick. I like it as well. I think a couple of these receivers, like you mentioned, have the opportunity to run um, sub four four and potentially put themselves in that situation if they land in a good spot. But the one away for this experiment, I'm going to go JJ McCarthy. Um, why? Because I do think there's a chance he, he gets himself into round one. And if he doesn't, um, like I did in my, in my recent mock 4.04 rounds, I had him going the second pick in round two to the Minnesota Vikings. I do think the Vikings are going to attack the quarterback position. Mm-hmm. And for this experiment, I'm, I'm just going to bet on them potentially going after McCarthy. I think Penix would be in the same boat. Uh, and I think Minnesota is a spot where a quarterback, yes, maybe they have to sit for a minute. I, th- I th- it feels like Minnesota's going to try and bring Kirk back. But even if they do, they should be drafting a quarterback to um, come in after him. And I think McCarthy fits that best. And in Dynasty, um, I want that quarterback that's attached to Jefferson and Addison and Hawkinson in that offense. Yeah, I like it. Um, I mean, you know, the buzz has been good on McCarthy, obviously. Um, The more uh, more big NFL draft media, uh, you know, releases their rankings and mocks, the higher he seems to climb. So, I think that's a, a pretty safe pick as well at this point. Really interesting, even if you go back, you know, a month ago maybe, th- three, four weeks ago, whatever, Penix and Nix and McCarthy were all just kind of being lumped in, and, and it was kind of mm-hmm. choose your favorite. And now it feels like McCarthy is starting to separate from the other two a little bit. We'll see if, you know, see if that continues through the combine, through that, through that pre-draft process, or if the other guys bounce back a little bit. I think that was driven completely um, from the senior bowl, being at the senior yeah, bowl and right. watching Knicks and Penix in person. I was, my expectations were up here and I was like, mm-hmm. these guys need to come in and tell me their first round picks guarantee me that they're elevators. And they didn't, they kind of matched, they matched what we like Hartman on day one, Sam Hartman looked better than both guys. And then mm-hmm. Sam Hartman, you know, he, he didn't have enough, yeah. he didn't have enough gasoline in the tank the last three days mm-hmm. um, and kind of fell apart. But Penix and Knicks didn't really get up to that conversation. Then they just slowly trickled down and down and down. And it wasn't disappointing, but it just didn't live up to the hype. And then that allowed Rattler to get into that conversation down there at the senior bowl, win quarterback yeah. of the week. And now not being there, 
J.J. McCarthy's feeling the same thing that Rattler did, and, and that's just the helium in the opposite direction where he's going up now. Yeah. So. Well, I'm not going to go with one of those quarterbacks here at the uh, – what are we at? The nine spot, I think. Uh, I'm going to go back to LSU, our third LSU player. I'll go Brian Thomas Jr. here at the nine spot. This is a player that's been uh, really a fast riser for me personally. Um, you, you know, we talked about Harrison kind of stealing some of the thunder from uh, from the other two elite guys. I, I think Neighbors kind of stole some from Thomas. He He was – I think he's been overlooked – in general, for much of this uh, much of the season, even though the numbers were were obviously super impressive, so I'll go Thomas here. I think Thomas is very interesting. Um, I think he's landing spot. I, I think he's landing spot dependent. That's really what's yeah. going to be for me in fantasy football. Like I need, I need a Cincinnati. I need a Dallas. Mm-hmm. I need a, a Philadelphia. Somewhere where we know they're going to be creative and, and utilize him in that fashion. Um, but I don't hate it. So he's there at the one hundred nine at the one ten. It's going to be tough for me. I really like Troy Franklin out of Oregon, but Xavier Worthy does bring a different dynamic feel um, to the football field. And Worthy is one of the guys, and you know, I, I covered Texas a little before Orange Bloods, and it's just it's just a guarantee that he's going to be there. It's, he doesn't have a, a, any worries other than he's gotten banged up a few times and he's a little undersized. But we saw that with last year's class, with Downs, with um, Addison, with Tank Dell. And Worthy fits the same realm, but Worthy's dynamic, more dynamic than I would say any of those three guys I just named. So I'm going to go Worthy here at 110 um, and just kind of bump him up a little bit. Yeah, I like Worthy a lot. You know, um, some of the some of these early mocks, some of the the mock draft ADP is scaring me off of Worthy a little bit. I mean, we see. Yeah. You know, we see Franklin showing up in round one of mocks. We, we certainly see, you know, guys like Keon Coleman. We even see uh, A.D. Mitchell showing up in, in the first rounds uh, from time to time. And it just seems like it seems like the consensus is low on Worthy. That scares me a yeah. little bit. I just wonder, like, does he – I mean, could he fall to, like, late round two or early round three if that happens? Of the NFL hard, draft, you're saying? Of the NFL draft. It's hard yeah. for me to take him here. I'm, I, I see he's one of the guys like you brought up at the combine blazing. Um, yeah. Oh, everything, yeah. everything points towards like four, three, four for him. Yeah. And, but the thing is, if he does that at 161 pounds mm-hmm. and he's been very banged up the last couple of years and he's been prolific, he had a breakout at his freshman season, true freshman season. He's really good. But you know, there's a couple of things that kind of fold into that. I don't think he has quite the tumble maybe Jalen Hyatt last year, jumping into the third round, but, mm-hmm. um, that would definitely be something that would pull that ADP in rookie drafts down to, you know, mid round two, I'd say. So uh, we're through 10 picks here. One uh, eleven, you're back on the clock. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Uh, I think I'm going to go with one of those quarterbacks uh, scared off of the receivers a little bit. And to me, these, although they're very different types of players, I think they're in similar spots that they're, they're kind of make or break with when it comes to uh, where their draft capital ends up. And I think right now, Bo Nix has a better chance of 
landing in the first round uh, or, or maybe that early second round. So I'll go with him here. All right. And I'm going to finish it out with his counterpart, his teammate at Oregon, Troy Franklin, um, a guy that I think is in the same conversation as Thomas and Worthy um, to be here right near the end of round one. Um, I feel good about the quarterback, though, like you took at Bo Nix at 111. So I think that that 11-12, 201-202 is somewhere I want to spend that, that that capital on a Nix or a Penix. So we're through one round now. Caleb Williams goes 101, followed by Drake May, Marvin Harrison Jr., Jaden Daniels, Malik Neighbors, Roma Dunze goes six, Brock Bowers at seven, J.J. McCarthy at eight, Brian Thomas, at wide, the wide receiver from LSU, and Xavier Worthy, followed by Bo Nix and Troy Franklin to close out round one. We're going to go through round two right now, starting at the two zero one. Do you go quarterback, or are we going to introduce some running backs into this conversation? Uh, neither one. I think I'll go back to the receiver position. Don't Don't love the player. But I'm going to chase Keon Coleman here. I'll, I'll chase the draft capital. I think he has a decent chance to be a late first rounder or early second. Uh, you know, every year we do this. We we choose this one wide receiver just to trash, and uh, mm-hmm. it, it feels like it's been Keon Coleman this year. You know, a lot of the, a lot of times we're right on that. So uh, I don't want to I don't want to get the next uh, QJ, but uh, we'll we'll give it a shot here in the second round. I think Keon Coleman brings a lot to the table and, and it feels like one of these conversations is the flat circle where it always comes back around and we got to remember what he looked like in the season and he transferred mm-hmm. from Michigan state and he looked so great. Now the underlying metrics would tell you Johnny Wilson at Florida States was better than him. Fusu Vu on Twitter will also tell you that. And <laughs> that might be true, but Keon Coleman's still a pretty good wide receiver. And I think he's probably going to end up with top 40, at least top 50 NFL draft capital and wherever that may be, I think it'll be a, a fine situation for him to succeed. Uh, my boy, Maddie uh, texted me the other day. He said, do you see any Josh Gordon and Keon Coleman? And oh. I was like, I hadn't thought of that. I don't think he quite has the long speed that Josh reminds me of, but Josh yeah. wasn't really that fast in general. It just was the, the, the kind of situation, but I thought that was a very interesting comp, but um, I like Keon Coleman there at the two Oh one, the two Oh two, I'm going to take Penix. I, I, I said yeah. it a second ago. I like this area for these quarterbacks, and I think this is a fine value um, in super flex for something that I can put on the ro- put on the roster. And Penix is likely to get into a situation where he's going to have an opportunity to earn a spot in training camp this year uh, or potentially just be handed the keys um, as we enter the 2024 season. So I'm going to take him at, here at 202. Um, ugh, 203. This is, this is not a spot I want to be in right now. No running backs, right? No running backs off the board yet. Yeah, feels like a tear break right here. Yeah, yeah, it certainly does. I'm I'm going to stay away from the running backs at least for one more pick. I'll go with uh, I'll go with Mitchell from Texas. Uh, definitely interested to see what what you have to say about him. I know you've seen a lot more of him than uh, than than I have, or than most of us uh, covering the Longhorns a little bit. I, I'm I'm interested, but it would have to be in this range if he's if he. If he jumps up into the first round, I would probably be out at that point. Yeah, he's a he's a gamer. He's a winner. Um, he scored a touchdown in every college football playoff game he's played in, and the transfer from Georgia to Texas was pretty seamless. 
Um, he was, I don't want to say he was the unequivocal alpha in the offense. There really wasn't one um, with how different he and Xavier Worthy are. But Adnai is one that you can continually depend on. It felt like every week, and we were talking about like prize picks and stuff. It was like you knew you could bet on Adnai Mitchell to catch mm-hmm. a touchdown on a slant or a fade every single week. Uh, and it was dependable. And that's just really what he is. He's a very good uh, contested catcher, uh, very good contortion ability, I think, down there. And, um, we were talking to uh, George Pickens at one of the combines the last year, year before, and he actually brought up Adonai Mitchell um, mm-hmm. as the next. When this is when George was coming out of Georgia, and Adonai was at Georgia at the time, and he was saying, "You guys think I'm good? Like wait till you see Adonai Mitchell." Um, so I think that says a lot based on what we've seen from George um, being a second round pick and, and stuff like that. So I, I, I love Adonai. I think people are. I, I don't want to say they're hating on him as much as Keon Coleman, um, but right. they kind of feel like to me they're in the same bucket as far as this class is really deep and really strong and they're just kind of getting, eh, they're, you know, they're uh, good. I don't want the six, three, six, four big dude. That's you know, <laughs> not going to run a four, four. It's, it's not, not, it's not fancy, right? It's not, it's not mm. the, the shiny Malik neighbors, the shiny Marvin Harrison. And, and these are really right. good wide receivers. So yeah. I think Adonai is going to succeed. Right. Um, 204. I'm going to go ahead and, and, and do the running back thing. Alex got after me today. Uh, as we we're talking about the NFL draft, about Braylon Allen. He's like, you're really going to make Braylon Allen your running back one? I said, yeah, I'm going to make Braylon Allen my running back yeah. one. Um, I think it just turned 20 years old. I've, I've, I've spewed this a few times now, but he's going to get through his first contract at 23 years old. He'll get the second contract, probably sign a third contract before he's 27, which in running back years is, is a pretty big deal. Um, and if, and if, if he gets into a, a good spot like a Chargers, like a, a Dallas Cowboys uh, or something like this. I love the Dallas Cowboy landing spot, but I would love Braylon Allen in any of those situations. And I think as far as a dynasty asset, I want the young guy. I want the 20 year old, a six foot two, 240 yeah. pounds. I don't think he runs four, four Oh, I've seen those uh, things go all over the internet about him running four, four Oh, not sure that happens unless he cuts 20 pounds or cuts a leg off or something <laughs> like that. But I do see a little bit of Zeke in between the tackles and one that I actually uh, like a little bit better for a comp for Braylon Allen. Size, maybe not. You know, Todd Gurley is about 15 pounds lighter. Um, but I see a lot of Todd Gurley in the open field um, for Braylon Allen. So he's my running back one, and I'm going to stick to that going here at 204. Yeah, I like it. Uh, uh, you mentioned a couple teams. What if he uh, stays there in Wisconsin, lands with the Packers? A.J. Dillon's a free agent. Yeah. Maybe Aaron Jones last season. You know, maybe Aaron Jones doesn't even make it to the season with the yeah. Packers. Who knows? Um, I think that would be a good spot, too. Uh you know, I feel like every time I think about it, my RB one in the class changes, uh, and it certainly is some. It certainly is sometimes Braylon Allen. I uh, loved, you know, loved what he what we saw from him early in his career, and then we saw the coaching changes. We saw a quarterback shuffle. You know, not even yearly, but uh, every every few games, it felt like with the Badgers. So uh, tough, tough to have any real consistency from from him and from that offense the last year and a half or two years uh excited to see where he lands i'll i'll uh, follow your lead with the running back spot um i'll go jonathan brooks here another um loading up on longhorns i guess today uh you know I, we all know the the deal with brooks here he's got the injury i think if he didn't have that he'd be uh maybe the clear-cut rb1 in this class both from a dynasty standpoint and uh from the nfl's viewpoint Still going to be a day two pick, at least based on everything I've seen. I think that's where he lands. And, you know, we're, we're going we're gonna to have to wait a little while. You know, maybe it's Kendra Miller. 
uh, or maybe we have to wait even the full year. That would obviously depend on landing spot and, uh, and, and those situations. But uh, I really like what we saw from Brooks, uh, of course, before the injury. Yeah, he was on track to, I think, win the Doak Walker Award. He had over yeah. 98 yards rushing every week from that Wyoming game on until the injury. Um, special running back, um, actually wasn't even the starter uh, week one. C.J. Baxter, the freshman, the true freshman at Texas, was named the starter, and Brooks kind of took that job um, just with his play. So Brooks is a good running back, and Mel Kuyper was the one, the first person, I think, that came out in maybe late September, early October, said running back one. And then, mm. of course, that's kind of slowed down since the injury. I um, think he's a really good running back, 205. 206 um, feels like another kind of tear break for me. I think you could probably lump mm. Corum in that conversation. I'm just not as high on Corum. I get it. I like him. Um, it's just not my my flavor at running back and something I want in Dynasty, 23 and a half years old, little uh, undersized and not an elite pass catcher um, like I'd like to have out of that size, like an Eckler or a McCaffrey you know, at the 205-pound marker. Um, so I'm going to go to receiver here. I think there's a couple of guys that I want, um, but one that I love, uh, and that's going to be Javon Baker. Javon Baker out of Central Florida. Uh, I think he's one of the best route runners in the class. Um, another couple guys in this range that are equally as good route runners, but I think he portrays the build I want uh, if I'm an NFL team. The draft capital in the NFL scares me. It could be late three, early four, but we did see that out of a guy that runs similar routes, and that's Stephon Diggs who went round four mm. and was also a four- and five-star prospect coming out of Maryland. Um, Javon Baker didn't start at Central Florida. He started at Alabama, played there for two years, played with Waddle, played with Smith, played with Isaiah Bond, played with a lot of these cats, and then left Alabama um, to go to Central Florida, and he ended up being an all-Big 12 receiver. So I'm going to go Javon Baker here. I think he's one of the sleepers of the class. Um, People are kind of scared to put him in the top 10 for some reason. I I put him, as far as NFL ranks, as my wide receiver five, which is super spicy if you look at everybody else right now. But um, Javon Baker, I'm going to take him here at the 206. It just feels like the spot where I'm going to take Javon Baker every time. Oh, I like it. I like it. You're going to you're gonna make me go uh, look at him a little harder for sure because he was not really on my radar here. Um so that's good. I've, I've got some homework. Uh, I'm going to go back to the running back position, position. I'll take Trey Benson here, Florida State kid. I think he also has a good chance, uh, just like the other two we mentioned, to be the RB1 uh, from, from uh, the NFL perspective and uh, ultimately in Dynasty as well. Uh, kind of kind of jack-of-all-trades, master of none, in, in, in my opinion. Good, good solid back. Uh, didn't I would say didn't really wow me with anything, but does enough that I, I, he'll have a role in the league for sure. I think just based on draft capital, I'm uh, no, I'm not. I'm not going to do it. Don't do it. I'm, I'm going to go back to. I'm going to go back to. Uh, yeah, I'm going to take tight end. I'm going to go Jatavian Sanders. Okay. This is a. This, there's so many guys in this spot that I like. I'm just going to go Jatavian Sanders here, the tight end out of Texas. Um, kind of a liability in the running game, but I think he's a dynamic enough tight end where we, you, you talked about it earlier. Um, the landscape of the tight end class is going to make Brock Bowers vault up. I think we're now at a point with Jatavian 208s, a, a cost that I like to spend on tight ends in, in the second round if they're good. And I think Jatavian Sanders is better than good, so I'm going to take mm-hmm. him here at 208. 209 uh yeah this really becomes get your guy range right i mean you don't you don't want to wait until 
until the third round, just because you think your guy might fall. Uh, yep. Definitely not guaranteed of that. So I'm going to get one of my guys. I'll go Malachi Corley here uh, out of Western Kentucky. Yes, yes. That, that, that always feels good, right? Um, yeah. When the other when the other guy's upset. Um, yeah, Malachi Corley here at two oh nine. He's he's a second rounder in my opinion, both in dynasty drafts. I think he'll be a second rounder in the NFL draft as well. Uh, just a player that has we've really seen improvement from him every single year throughout his his young career, and I think that continues into the NFL. I love me some Malachi Corley. This guy's got massive hands. He says he benches 365. Oh. Um, he's the yak king. Um, that's a self-proclaimed yak king, that he's, is. He's a big boy. Um, I put him 64th overall in my last mock to the Chiefs. Okay. Oh. I think I'm too I think I'm too low. But I love that spot. That's the thing. Yeah. Um, so I'm gonna I'm, I'm I like me some Malachi Corley. 210 here. I'm gonna go ahead and take Jalen Wright, the running back out of Tennessee, mm. um, just based on projection. Uh, yeah. he, he has the ability to jump into round two if he can go to the combine, be healthy, and run something um, south of 4-4, I would say. Yeah, he's he feels like he's been a riser. Uh, was it – I think Jeremiah had him top 100 or, or maybe Dane Brugler yeah. had him top 100. Yeah. Uh, also just 20 years old, so another young kid. We like that uh, from a dynasty standpoint. Uh Hmm. I think I will go. I think I'll go back to running back. I'll go Bucky Irving here from Oregon. Another player I'm I'm definitely interested in. I uh, can get him involved in that passing game and, and make some plays. There's a lot of running backs in this range that uh, that I'm willing to take. I'm gonna go ahead and to finish this out. I'm I'm gonna put Blake Corum here. I don't love Blake Corum, but when you get to the 212 spot. I'm okay with it. This is now going to be running back six off the board. Um, a lot of people may have an issue with this, but Blake Corum uh, is a really good running back. Currently, if you go to mock draft database, he's got the highest ADP among NFL um, running backs to get drafted, but that's like number 59. And you also have to realize this is the definition of this running back class. I've talked about this on other shows, but it doesn't matter where you go. You can go scroll X for four hours. You will find six different opinions with six different running back ones. Yep. That's just the way it is. So this is round two here. Keon Coleman goes 201, the wide receiver from Florida State. Michael Penix, 202. Adonai Mitchell, 203. Braylon Allen, the running back from Wisconsin, 204. Jonathan Brooks, 205. John, Javon Baker, the receiver from Central Florida, goes 206. Trey Benson, 207, followed by Jatavian Sanders, Malachi Corley, and then a bevy of running backs to finish it out. 210, Jalen Wright. Bucky Irving and Blake Corum at the 212. That's two rounds in an X exclusive roster watch mock draft. We're going to end it there. So, Ryan, I just got one question for you, or maybe two, but I'm going to start out with this one. All Is right. there anybody still on the board that maybe you've seen their ADP spike a little bit in some of the mocks you've been going through, or you maybe wish if we had one more pick, you could have gotten in there? Um, Oh, yeah, a couple. Will Shipley, I'm definitely interested in. Clemson, I think he's being undervalued. Uh, I don't know if he can get up to that RB1 uh, discussion overall, but I I think if he's outside the top five, um, I think he becomes a value. Uh, Leggett from South Carolina, I'm super interested in as well. I think, again, if you're talking the one-quarterback format, he could end up being a first-rounder in these dynasty rookie drafts. <laughs> We'll see. 
We'll All right, my my two would be uh, I, sp- I think Spencer Rattler has the ability to rise into this okay, two eleven twelve three hundred one conversation, pending what the draft capital does end up with in the NFL. If it's late round two, and the landing spot's fine, I think he could get into this conversation. And then Dylan Johnson out of Washington, if uh, the medical's clear, mm-hmm. um, I would love to see him get up into this conversation. I I want him so badly to be like my running back five or running back four, yeah. but. Um, you know, I've heard there's some there's some worries about the, the the foot injury, so we'll see what happens at the NFL Combine. Ryan, I appreciate you joining me today. You can follow him at RyanMC23 on X. Is there anything else you got going on right now other than the mocks? The mock drafts, uh, ADP, and looking forward to the Combine. I am uh, ready for all that. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you joining me again. Again, go follow RyanMC23 on Twitter, on X. If you're looking to get any information, because he does a great flow chart in the season, he always is keeping you up to date on everything as far as around the NFL um, scheduling and definitely mock draft. Like I mentioned before, mock drafts, ADP. This is the man, the myth, the legend to get you all the information that you need. Ryan, I appreciate you for joining me once again. 